0: Hey folks, you got a pose in a matrix here. It is, oh, what is it? <laughs> you know, I've got a new configuration here, and because I wear glasses, it's kind of hard to see. It is the, um, actually the 16th of, um, August 2020, and it is approximately 11 to 10 p.m. And, um, boy, oh boy, what a day this has been, um. I, uh, I have a new configuration set up here. Uh, up until today, I've been using um, something called a HyperX um, microphone earphone combination that uh, is USB, and it, it worked really well. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I got one for my wife too because she teaches online, and, and she loves it. Um, however, um, we have a—you uh, probably know—we have four dogs, and. Uh, one of our dogs is um, something called a chewini and basically um, it has the characteristics of its um, Nordic uh, ancestors in the uh, Dachshund, and its Aztec ancestors in the the Mexican Chihuahua dog, and uh, it likes to chew things. <laughs> You know, um, it's amazing what this dog is chewed up and, and destroyed, you know. But you, if you love a dog, you live with it, and you try to find ways to keep it busy and occupied and everything. Well, anyway, I was um, I was going to record this show tonight, and actually I started about two and a half hours ago. Well, maybe two hours ago. And, and what happened was I picked up my microphones and realized that the cables had been chewed uh, right through about three different places, maybe four. Making them utterly useless. Well, I kind of knew that I was going to change formats here on this show um, in the way that I in the way that I record. So um, in the past, when I used a different um, recording format uh, other than um, the one that I'm using now, speaker, uh, I had a a little soundboard and I used that and it worked really well because it integrated great on a PC. And then later on, I got a bigger version of it, uh, which didn't work so well because it had a hum to it. And uh, I know that you don't like listening to hums when I'm talking, and I don't like listening to them when I'm trying to fix the show. So um, I kind of went to with the, uh, the earphone um, microphone mixture, and it worked out pretty well. However, I... Um, I can't do that right now, and I really don't want to use my wife's because she wife's because she needs it for tomorrow. Uh, so when I get done with the show, I got to go in and set that back up. But um, you know, you learn from your mistakes, and uh, well, um, I don't know. The only cords that are left on the floor are power cords, and if the dog chews into those, well, <laughs> uh, nice knowing you. But um, yeah, we do try to keep everything away from her. But my goodness, I was I was quite livid earlier. Um I'm better now I promise. And it's a good thing that the dogs upstairs sleeping with my wife because if it wasn't uh I probably it would probably be sitting in the corner cowering right now. Um I'm not a mean person to dogs don't get me wrong but uh I let them know when they've done something wrong. Okay? So what I, what I've got set up here before we get into Donald John Trump and his comatria um uh, profile which which is totally 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 interesting and um and so donald trump um i um i'm cheap by nature my wife always says why did i have to marry a jewish guy um well i'm not just jewish i'm italian and polish and everything else but i tend to lean towards being frugal when it comes to spending where i try to because i try to look down the road i've mentioned it several times in the show i try to look down the road to see what's coming and to be prepared for what's coming and um so uh, when I got on uh, eBay one day, I saw this little Yamaha board here. Um, not little, actually. It's about a mid-sized board. And some guy was selling it used for like 35 bucks, with, I think, uh, 12 bucks shipping and handling. And, you know, such a deal. I can't pass that up. So I bought it, and, uh, and it's a good thing. Maybe it was a, um, a sign from the Lord or something. Um, Yodhavafhe is uh, always knows what's going to happen in the future, or Yahweh, you might want to call him, or the Lord, or whatever name you choose to use. But um, so, you know, I had this thing sitting in a box, and when I saw that the cord was chewed through in about five or six different places, I said I better get to cracking because we got a radio show coming tomorrow night. Um, and by the way, uh, the radio show tomorrow night, we're just going to be reflecting on. Uh, What we learned last week from Jonathan Gray, Um, you know, it was really funny because I thought I was the only one that was having my mind blown by Jonathan Gray, and um, I got a, a text from Brian later that night, or it might have been early next morning, saying, hey, can we talk because... Yeah, it was the next morning, because he said, can we talk? Because I couldn't sleep last night. It took me a long time to get to sleep. And when I finally did, I dreamed that I was living in the antediluvian world. And I went, oh, yeah, well, of course we can talk. So um, I called him uh, for a brief while, because he was at work. And and we talked and and assured ourselves that, yes, we heard what we heard the night before, and that it was uh, quite illuminating, and that uh, we needed to debrief. So tomorrow night's show, which will start at 6.35 Pacific time um, in the evening and 9.35 um, Eastern time in the, on the East Coast, um, will be a, basically a debriefing session between the three or four of us. So if Eric can make it, that'd be great because I think his input's really needed for tomorrow night. But um, anyway, so we're going to all get together and talk about what we heard, uh, what Jonathan talked about. He revealed some very interesting things, things that he'd never revealed before, um, like the text that was on that uh, golden tablet. Um, geez, I got—I better clarify that because you guys are going to think that we, we went over to the uh, the cult side. But uh, no, it was a tablet that was found in a carbonif- carboniferous deposit that was supposed to be hundreds of millions of years old, but really detailed life in the pre-flood world. Um so anyway, uh, that's what tomorrow's night show is going to be about, and I think it's going to be very interesting. And I I know that a lot of you listened, and Jim told me that he got some letters saying that um, sometimes uh, people had to listen to it twice to get something out of it because it was so deep and so detailed. So um, anyway, uh, that having been said, uh, yes, we, we were affected by it too, um, especially the the blood test for Yeshua's blood. and. Um, the DNA results and things like that were, were totally astounding. And um, so that's what we'll be talking about tomorrow night. But anyway, as you know, from time to time, I, I go and I um, I do a Camatria study on um, famous people, basically. Um, and, you know, say what you want, but I'd like to know why evil people are evil and if... Um, if maybe their evilness is foretold. Okay. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not using the Gematry as a fortune telling device. I'm using it as a, um, a hobby, first of all, but a hobby to look into, to see maybe why people are the way they are. Um, I'm a firm believer. And I've mentioned this many times before that a person's name, I think has something to do with their character and it molds their character even before they're old enough to start molding a character. Um, I, I talked about the name David, how it means beloved, and um, how my mother had named me that because she had watched a movie about, I think it was called David and Bathsheba, and she was so impressed about how David sinned with Bathsheba, but then went to the tabernacle and laid his hands on the ark and and prayed to the Lord and asked for forgiveness that she wanted me to be that way. Now, I'm not going to say I'm a perfect human being, I'm far from that, but... Um, you know, people have told me that I'm pretty quick to repent about things. So uh, maybe my mother had some insight or was given some insight um, as to what to name me before she did. My dad had something to do with it, too. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, he had some relatives with the name David also. So um, it wasn't a far, a far catch from him to, to agree with her on that. So anyway, um, the Gematria file on uh, Donald John Trump. And some interesting words came up that have the same numerical value as um, Donald John Trump, if you look at him in Hebrew. Now, there are three different kinds of gematria uh, that are common here in the States, and I guess maybe in all English-speaking languages uh, or areas. Um, the first one is the Hebrew, of course, and... Um, they take letters that uh, correspond to the letters in English, and each Hebrew letter has a numeric value, and then they add them up. Um, then there's another kind of gematria that um, it's simple. It's uh, where the letter A is one, the letter B is two, the letter C is three, all the way from one to twenty-six, and then you add up the letters, and then you get a gematria um, you get a gematria numeric value for the name that you're looking for. And then there's a more complex one that I don't like to use because it's been used for many, many years. And it's been used by people that have tried to try to um, figure out who the Antichrist is. And if you've read scripture at all, you know that nobody's going to know who the Antichrist is until he's revealed. He's being hidden away right now. Um, And when he who restraineth, restraineth no more. That's when he'll be revealed. And the one that restraineth is the Holy Spirit. And when he's moved away, like you would move away a gate in a dam to let the water out, that's when the Antichrist is going to be revealed. So, that having been said, um, I don't like that method because it's been bastardized by so many people to try to figure out. I mean, you could look at the word computer, and it adds up to 666. If you use the method, that method where A is 6. B is 12, C is um, 18. You know, you go you go in increments of six all the way till you get up to six. Um, I think Z, I can't remember, but um, uh, so I don't want to give out information that I don't know. Okay, but um, it, it was really used a lot back in the 70s and 80s. And I think Henry Kissinger equaled 666. But the guy's that's got one foot in the grave. I don't think he's going to be the Antichrist. Um, a computer could possibly play a role. Um, in aiding the Antichrist, or maybe even being part of the uh, the, uh, the thing in the temple um, that's going to be a, the, the desolation, at, the abomination that brings desolation. That's what I was thinking of. So that's a possibility, okay? But, you know, we're told that this person is going to be a man, and we're told that um, uh, he's going to have come once, Died and have come again. Almost, he's going to be kind of a um, uh, a, uh, a negative uh, image of uh, of Yeshua Hamashiach or Jesus Christ. You know, he's uh, if you've ever taken pictures with a 35 millimeter camera, and I know I'm speaking to the older people, you young people don't even know what I'm talking about probably, unless you're into photography. But um, you, you had something called a negative, and everything was opposite on a negative. Um, until you shined it onto a piece of paper that had silver nitrate on it, and um, it came out, uh, well, actually, until you developed it and then shined it onto the paper, and then it became a positive, which is what a picture is. It's a positive of a negative. Um, there are slides which are, are different, but uh, that's a whole other animal. But anyway, so this person is going to be um, a, um, well, an antichrist, the opposite of Christ or against Christ. So anyway, um, with that in mind, I did this uh, Gematria study on um, Donald John Trump, and um, I'm just going to go through the words, and then I'm going to do a little word study on his name at the end, because it's kind of interesting, actually. Um, Like I said, everybody's name means something, so, um, well, you'll see when we get to the end. Um, I don't expect this show to last too long. Um, but the last time I said that, it went for an hour and 52 minutes. So, um, I'm not very good at keeping time, I guess. So anyway, the first word that is a, a, a um, numeric equivalent, um, with the letters adding up is the, is the comet Neowise. And there was a comet Neowise that, um, arrived in 2020. Uh, it's spelled N-E-O-W-I-S-E. And, uh, as a matter of fact, um, it was just a few weeks ago that it was here, and um, I don't think it's it's visible anymore. But um, if you got up at a certain time in the morning and went outside, you could see it in the uh, western sky. Um, so just the fact that that word, those words, Comet Neowise, came up and equal his his numeric value um, is kind of weird, but it's kind of astounding at the same time. Okay. So then another word um, or phrase that comes up is the phrase total values. Now, sometimes I, sometimes these things aren't clear and you kind of got to try to guess, okay? I would never try to guess to where I'm trying to make something work. But I, I throw things out there like, could this be, you know? Um, otherwise, I'm, I'm basically starting a cult if I do anything else, so. Um, Well, with total values, uh, could this be indicative that Donald John Trump is a man of morals and values? Um, It could also mean that Trump is committed to bringing back into total focus American values that have been replaced by leftist values, communist values, uh, Nazi values, you name it. In addition, it could mean that he totally values the task that he has been given to make America great again. Or um, in this reprieve, I do believe that we're in a reprieve from judgment. Um, I think Yahweh, because there are so many believers in this land, and in this land has been um, a storehouse for so many years of believers and sending out the message of the gospel to different parts of the world, I do believe that he is He is allowing us to take some time to see if, if we can be redeemable. As a country, not as as Christians, because we are redeemed already. But uh, is America redeemable? And I think in the end that the answer to that is going to be no. But um, God, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. So, anyway, the next uh, word equivalent value that comes up is the phrase, this is war. (laughs) Since when, since he started his first day, has he not been in a war with somebody or something? Right. Okay. Now, Donald Trump knows that we're at war with many things, including radical Islam. He led efforts to wipe out ISIS in Syria. I do I do not believe ISIS exists in Syria anymore. They've moved, um, but in very small numbers. <laughs> um, they've been basically blown apart out of existence. But um, hopefully, they they will not make a um, a repeat performance. He's also declared war on an unseen enemy. He always mentions the unseen enemy, when he doesn't when he's talking about COVID-19. But for some reason, I got a feeling he's talking about other things. Now, he could be referring to the COVID-19 pandemic, like I just said, but there are those like me, and, and there are others like me that think this way, that think that he is referring to the deep state, which has been he's been fighting for the past four years. And if he gets reelected, he'll be, probably be fighting for the next four years, too. And whoever takes over from him, if it's a Republican, praise the Lord, and then they'll be doing the same thing. Because this deep state is very, um, it's a swamp, like he calls it. It's very deep. It's very mucky. And there's things living in there that, uh, quite frankly, um, will only die if the water's drained out of the swamp and it's exposed to the light of day. And a lot of these things are being exposed to the light of day, especially the pedophilia thing now. Um, who would have thought 10 or 15 or 20 years ago that uh, the Hollywood elite and so many people in government were involved in, in a pedophilia ring and, um, and, and human trafficking, trading um, little children not only for their bodies but for the, their blood and for adrenochrome and and for uh, parts of their, their uh they're, they're glands that produce adrenochrome and different uh, chemicals that these people get high on. So um, never would have thought that 20 years ago. But And if I would have tried to get people to, sit, to think it 20 years ago, my goodness, they would have had me committed. Uh, but now it's all coming out into the light. The light always shines and casts the darkness away or shines light on the darkness. Um, another phrase that comes up is tree of knowledge. Now, the Bible talks about Adam and Eve eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And because of that, mankind became aware of sin and has suffered from the effects of such, the effects of sin. And we know that the the main effect of sin is uh, death. We die because of sin. And um, Trump has um, had a conversation or excuse me, a conversion to Christianity, and by conversion, I'm talking about a biblical one and not a mainstream one. Um, he was brought up as a, uh, in a, the American equivalent of the Dutch, Dutch Reformed Church, um, and uh, but he was baptized, I do believe, as a Presbyterian, which is another mainline church. But uh, recently, he's he's had his eyes opened, and um, he is. Uh, in my estimation, a born-again believer in Yeshua HaMashiach, or Jesus Christ. And he's become aware of the deep state in the swamp and how to destroy it. Now, he probably was aware of it before that because a lot of these people knew that Donald Trump had money, and um, people are uh, people like in Hollywood or in, in um, government are, are like parasites that are attracted to people with money. And um, I'm sure he's had a lot of conversations with some of these pedophiles and And these uh, traders that are in uh, high office in uh, Washington, D.C. and all around the country and and, in state legislatures and in um, mayoral ships and stuff like that. Um, You know, he he knows a lot of people and he knows what they're all about. Um, They're trying to say now that he uh, he flew with on Epstein's plane or he was friends with Epstein. Well, truth is that he met Epstein, I think, maybe once or twice. And once he found out what Epstein was into, he, he told him to get lost, didn't want to have anything to do with him. So um, anyway, if you, if you are harping on Trump for knowing Epstein now, just put that in your pipe and smoke it for a little while and see what you get. Um, anyway, the next phrase that comes up that is a numeric equivalent to Donald John Trump is the return of Christ as the lion. Now, the church has long awaited for the return of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, they await for the, the return of the Lamb of God, not the Lion of Judah. Um, for some reason, their transmission is stuck in neutral when it comes to that. Um, yes, he, he did die as the Lamb of God. He went to heaven and presented himself before the Father as the Lamb of God and sprinkled his blood on the tabernacle in heaven um, as the Lamb of God. But he's coming back as the Lion of Judah. There used to be a bumper sticker that people put on their cars back in the 70s, and it said, Jesus is coming back, and boy, is he pissed. And um, while that seems kind of irreverent, um, it's true. He's not coming back to pussyfoot around. He's coming back to set things straight. He's coming back to judge the, the quick and the dead. He's coming back to, uh, um, to set things right. And um, by golly, I hope you're on the right side when he comes back. Now, I do believe that uh, Trump exists to educate the church, that the second coming is going to be precipitated by a brutal time, very brutal time, and that Yeshua's return will be as a vanquished, as a vanquishing king, not a meek shepherd. Okay. And so a lot of people, oh, Donald Trump is so crude. You know, he, he speaks so crudely. He, you know, he, he's not eloquent in his speech. Well, you know what? When you're dealing with a um, a sick nation, a nation that needs a good kick in the pants, you, you're not gonna um, you're not gonna present yourself as um, uh, Doctor Ruth, so to speak. You know, you're gonna come in and you're gonna say you're gonna come in like my dad used to come in. You know, hey, you did this, wham, bam. You know, and um, thankfully, if you know him, you will not be part of the wham, bam. But he's gonna he's gonna come and he's gonna He's going to make people bow at his feet. The kings of this earth will bow at his feet, and they'll realize that they're evil and that what they've done is evil, and they'll either repent or they'll die. Okay. Uh, the next phrase that comes up is "You are the Illuminati." Now, when I read this, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, is it saying that Donald Trump is of the Illuminati? Now you got to think about these things. You know, these are these are little phrases. And they could be talking about Donald Trump. They could be Donald Trump proclaiming that other people are the Illuminati. Okay. And also when you read some of these things, too, it could be um, an antithetical, I think is the word I'm looking for, of um, what you're actually reading. Okay. And I think we run into one or two of those in here. And I'll point them out when we get there. But um you are the Illuminati. Now, this is clearly an indictment against the deep state and a declaration that Trump knows who they are and what he has to do to eradicate them. And um, Godspeed, Mr. Trump. Uh, the next phrase is, Heavens, Lord on Earth. Now, I know there's Christians out there going, Oh, but they, are you saying Donald Trump is the Lord? Well, just because the word Lord there doesn't mean we're talking about the king of kings and Lord of lords. I mean, the, the very phrase Lord of lords means that he is the Lord over lords. Okay. But um, uh, we have other Lord lords that were in the Bible, too, that worked for, were, worked for Yahweh. Um, Nebuchadnezzar. Um, if you remember the, the history that went on before Nebuchadnezzar sacked Jerusalem, God told Jeremiah to go to the king of Judah and to his court and say, hey, this is the deal. Go out to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, and tell him that you give up. Surrender to him, and he will treat you fairly. You'll be in his land for so many years, and then you'll come back. But nobody believed Jeremiah. They all thought he was nuts. Uh, They tried to throw him in a well. They tried to silence him every way they could think of. But the day came when uh, the king of Judah was taken captive. He had his eyes put out, but not before his children were killed before him, in front of him. Then his eyes were put out. Um, But uh, Nebuchadnezzar dealt um, firmly but fairly with the Jewish people. He could have annihilated everybody if he wanted to, right? Uh, But he didn't. Um, And uh, we see in accounts like with Daniel um, that he he found... uh, He found, um, what am I trying to say? He uh, honored some people that um, were servants of the Lord Most High. And in the end, Nebuchadnezzar, I do believe, became a believer in in yod heh vav the king of heaven and earth, um, because he proclaims it in one chapter of of Daniel. Um, And at the end of that kingdom, um, the kingdom of Babylon, Um, When the Medes and the Persians came down, King Cyrus came in, um, sacked sacked the city. As a matter of fact, I think it took them two weeks to realize that they'd been conquered. But King Cyrus proclaimed that um, uh, Judah was supposed to go back to the land and rebuild the cities of uh, Jerusalem and the surrounding cities and and to rebuild the temple. So um, uh, Trump is is on the scene to be a regal representative of Yahweh or Yahweh on earth to accomplish wonderful accomplishments. And um, one of those was to move the, uh, the embassy of the United States from Tel Aviv to, to Jerusalem, where it should be and should have been all these years. Uh, we were paid lip service by so many presidents that said they were going to do it, but they never did it because they were cowards, and mostly because they were deep state and, um, and Illuminati. But uh, Trump is not in that camp, so he, uh, he did what was right. Now, the next phrase that comes up is the phrase, your mind seeing clues. Now, this could have to do with uh, his supposed time travel scenarios. Um, yes, there are those that believe that Donald Trump is a time traveler. And there's, I don't know, there's, there's some indication that that could be a possibility, um, especially if he has Nick, Nikola Tesla's work. Um, Nikola was working on time travel, and I do believe he perfected it. And um, if Trump is able to go into the future and see what happens, he can come back and try to change things. Um, but anyway, um, again, this could have to do with uh, his supposed time travel scenarios. It also could be that um, Yahweh, I will I will call him Yahweh from now on instead of Yo Hey vav just to, so I don't make anybody any more uncomfortable than this is already for some of you, I'm sure. Um, that uh, Yahweh is revealing things to Trump's mind um, of things to come and how to handle them, uh, much like he did with the prophets. Much, and I think he does use prophets to talk to Donald Trump. Um, I don't know who they are. Um, I hope they're not NAR prophets, otherwise we're in big trouble. But um, you know, he uh, he does have advisors, and some of them are, are uh, really true believers. Uh, Mark Taylor's one of them. Um, you ought to read his story or watch his, his movie. It's uh, real interesting. Um, and uh, I, I guess Kim Clement. I never could get used to Kim, Kim Clement's style of prophecy. Uh, well, singing prophecy. It's, um, I don't know, just kind of weird. But some people swear by it. And, um, and there are indications that God was showing him things. Um, and in addition, this could also be a reference to the QAnon group that's been disseminating information to the general public in the form of cryptic clues. Um, Constantly we get cryptic clues from, from QAnon and uh, uh, you know, you could uh, uh, try to figure out who QAnon is if you want to. Um, You know, some of us think it's John F. Kennedy Jr. Some of us think it's Trump himself. Um, You know, there, there are probably hundreds of different scenarios that people have when it comes to who the real QAnon is anyway, um, the next, um, word that came up was Westbrook. And I, I really had to search hard for this. Uh, well, I thought I would, let's put it that way, but it, it, it came out really quite quickly. <laughs> um, and, uh, Westbrook probably refers to Russell Westbrook. He's an NBA player. Um, he took exception to Donald Trump's claims that, uh, uh, that Trump made that the uh, the day titled June, Juneteenth uh, that he made it popular by holding a political rally that day. Um, Trump claims, and rightly so, that he brought Juneteenth into light with all the controversy that the black community exhibited, insisting that Trump planned uh, to disrupt the celebratory day. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm you're probably younger than I am. Some of you might be older, but I'm 61 years old. This year, um, approaching 62 pretty quick. And this is the first year that I've ever heard of the name Juneteenth. Um, but according to research that, I, that I've done, it's a day to celebrate the, emancipa- the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed the slaves after the Civil War back in the 19th century. Now, I've talked to a lot of people of all races, creeds and colors, even blacks, and I haven't run into anyone yet except for what I've heard on the news, uh, the mainstream media who are critical of Trump and trying to down him on this. I haven't run into anyone that knew about Juneteenth until the controversy came up this year. And my question to that is, is this part of the Mandela effect? Is that the Mandela effect coming into play again? Is something that none of us have ever heard of all of a sudden starts to exist? Is it being brought over from another dimension, from another reality? Hmm. Well, you know... Keep it in mind. Maybe not, but keep it in mind. Okay, now there's another name that came up that's the same uh, numeric equivalent. It's, the name is Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N, and I believe the last name is probably pronounced Molyneux. It's spelled M-O-L-Y-N-E-U-X. Now, this man is a Canadian-born white rights advocate. Doesn't mean he's a racist. Um, He questioned why white people seem to be the pariahs of this current society and questions why there has to be a paradigm shift in society where all whites are being persecuted for the actions of a few. Um, There weren't that many slave owners in the South, folks, Um, back in the 1800s and the late 1700s. There were a few and they owned quite a few slaves, but not everyone in the South was a slave owner. And just because you're white doesn't mean that you had relatives that were slave owners. Okay? Um, I didn't find any documentation where Donald Trump has promoted Molyneux. But on the flip side, Molyneux has written book, has written things of admiration of Trump and some of his values. All of the sources that I found that faulted Stephen Molyneux are mainstream media sources and sources coming from places like the Southern Poverty Law Center, which has shifted toward the left over the past 40 or 50 years. Uh, I, sh- I ashamedly admit that I used to support the Southern Poverty Law Center when I thought it was an organization that was formed to protect the rights of Jews in the United States. Um, and at one time they did that quite heavily, but not anymore. Okay. Um, so yeah, they shifted toward the left over the last 40 or 50 years, maybe even longer, I don't know. Um I've looked at conservative publications that usually will rake um, the, over the coals neo-Nazis and other hate groups and have found nothing negative or much mention of at all about Stephen Molyneux showing me that the leftists are using this man to fault Donald Trump in proxy. Oh, and um, the fact that I have Jewish heritage um, always causes me to call out neo-Nazis and other haters. So, um, My being a conservative Jewish person has not swayed me toward Molyneux in any way. As a matter of fact, uh, this study is the first time I've ever heard of the man. Okay. He's never existed as far as I'm concerned before I did this study. So, um, and I've been a conservative for many, many years. So, um, again, maybe we're, we're looking at a Mandela effect thing. I don't know. Who knows? Um, The next uh, phrase that comes up with the same numeric value is all God's power. Um, Now, this is a very simple word, numeric association. To me, it is anyway. If Yahweh has placed Donald Trump into the presidential office, which I do believe, he will give Trump all the power and tools necessary to accomplish Yahweh's will in our land. Simple. It doesn't get any more simple than that. He'll give him the tools, he'll give him the power, and he'll give him success. Okay, now here is something, pardon me while I adjust my mic. Um, here's something that I had never heard of before. Um, I, it sounded like a scripture. Um, it's let heaven roar and fire fall. And when I realized this was a song right away, I'm like, oh, no, this is N-A-R or it's... Uh, uh, one of those other groups that um, is writing songs that don't necessarily um, speak to the name or person of Jesus or by to his sacrifice or his blood and um, what he's done for us. But um, the words are quite interesting. This is actually it was performed by the David Crowder Band and probably other people. Now, I've heard maybe two songs from the David Crowder Band. I'm not a big fan of conservative uh, contemporary Christian music. Um, I like the hymns better because they speak of what Jesus did for me, not what I'm doing for him, Um, which is nothing. I can do nothing in my own strength for Jesus or Yeshua. Uh, The lyrics, which I'm going to be reading here in a minute, uh, suggest a revival in a person, in a people and in a nation. I firmly believe that it's a song of revival which happened to Donald John Trump. Uh, which will come to this nation as the leftists continue to show uh, just how wicked their evil hearts are, which is something that they're doing almost on a daily basis, right? Put simply, when I see a revival starting in Portland, Oregon, which basically did happen last weekend, believe it or not, um, it's a sign that Trump is being used in a way that Yahweh's intended. Now to the lyrics. And here's the lyrics. Let love explode and bring the dead to life. A love so bold to seek a revolution somehow. Hmm, Interesting. Let love explode and bring the dead to life. A love so bold to bring a revolution somehow. Now I'm lost in your freedom. This is the world I'll overcome. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. God's not dead. He's surely alive he's living on the inside roaring like a lion he's roaring you know, excuse me roaring he's roaring he's roaring like a lion let's let hope arise and make the darkness hide talked about that earlier remember that light chases away darkness my faith is dead i need resurrection somehow now i'm lo- now i'm lost in your freedom in this world i'll overcome my god's not dead he's surely alive he's living on the inside Roaring like a lion, God's not dead. He's surely alive. And I'm not going to read that again there. But um, because it's repetitive, it's over and over and over again. Um, Anyway, um, so anyway, we'll have to see. You know, um, let me go back up here real quick. Um, We'll have to see if heaven will roar and fire will fall. Uh, but it sure looks like it. It sure looks like it. And if God's, what did he say? If my people who are called by my name will, um, Oh, I always get these things mixed up. Uh, basically he's saying if they repent and admit their wicked ways and turn to him, that he will hear from heaven and heal and God will heal our land. And, um, I can only hope that that would happen here in the United States. God needs to heal our land. And, um, but it's not going to, it's a conditional thing. It's just not going to happen. It's a, it's a covenant thing, and we have to do our part. So get out and vote. Um, then the next uh, word or phrase that came up was divine matrix. Every time I hear the word matrix, I just, it just sends me thinking and wondering. You know, our, our radio show is opposing the matrix, and basically we're opposing um, this um this uh, holog- basically hologram world that we've been thrown into because of sin and death and uh, which uh, Yeshua will come back and change hopefully sometime really soon and bring back the world that was meant to be. Um, but Divine Matrix, now this is a book that's written by an author named Greg with two G's, Braden. Uh, while this book and his uh, series of similar books seems to have new age overtones, there was one description of his book on the Amazon website that sort of piqued my interest, and that uh, that description was between 1993 and 2000. A series of groundbreaking experiments revealed dramatic evidence of a web of energy that connects everything in our lives in our world, the Divine Matrix. Now, you know, the people in New Age would probably say, "Well, yeah, that's..." Um, You know, that's just part of the the Christ consciousness in this world. But um, I look at it a little different. Uh, Donald John Trump is um, in possession of the writings of the work of Nikola Tesla, which were given to him or given to his uncle, John Trump, by the government, the FBI, that is. And he used to have a um, I can't remember the name of the organization, but the uh, the Bureau for. Um, alien technology, and alien just meant outside the United States. It didn't mean from outer space at that time. But um, so it was given to his uncle, John Trump, by the government upon Tesla's death. And when I do the, the uh John um, George Trump, it's, you'll find out that it was uh, only three days after Tesla's death. All this paperwork was handed over to uh, uh, John G. Trump. And, um, who was a physicist and, um, a very, very intelligent and smart man. I can only hope to have like a quarter of his intelligence and I'd, I'd have, my, I'd have life by the tail. Um, so he was given it upon, uh, Tesla's death so that he could vet the information to see if it had any value. They wanted to see if maybe they could turn it into a weapon or something and, um, well, Trump looked it over, and I, I think he saw that it could be dangerous, and he knew what the government was like and um, that they would do anything to make any kind of weapon to, uh, to prosper in this world. And, uh, but he, he told the government that the writings were gibberish and, um, and asked the government, well, what do you want me to do with them? And they said, well, if they're gibberish, just keep them. We don't want them. So he kept them. <laughs> I love the guy. If he's in heaven, I want to meet this man. Um, and, but later, it, he handed him over to his favorite nephew, who happened to be Donald John Trump. Uh, President Trump has mentioned that he's aware of energies and power sources that will make oil obsolete and will revolutionize transportation and power production. Um, he even made the comment one day, and I saw it. I saw him say with his own lips in a video that a day is coming soon when oil, the only use for oil will be for lubricant. Um, now the writer of the divine matrix might've tapped into something, some of the same source material. Uh, So there's an interconnection with Donald Trump, uh, and this author's book, perhaps. Um, now the next phrase that comes up is kill the witches. Oh my goodness. I thought of Monty Python when I, (laughs) when I read this kill the witch, kill the witch, you know, um, it's, it's truly kind of a funny uh, skit that they did. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but um, I, I got quite a bit of amusement out of it. Um, it just shows how ignorant some people can be. Um, now, I truly believe that this is a reference to the destruction of the deep state, the draining of the swamp that Do- Donald Trump talks about all the time. It's no secret, absolutely no secret, that the deep state is steeped in the occult And it's common knowledge that people like Bill Bill and Hillary Clinton are high-level Wiccans. I think she's one level higher than him. I think she's like a second and he's a first, or she's a third and he's a second. Uh, The connection is that the deep state is also a group of traitors, seditious people, intent on destroying the United States. The penalty for both of those things, treason and sedition, is the death penalty. Starting to come together for you? So kill the witches is probably a metaphor that's referring to the draining of the, the deep state swamp and the penalty that the offenders will suffer after being tried in military tribunals. Pardon me, I'm a little, I'm a little tired, so I'm speaking a little weird, but um, uh, just funny, actually. But um, a good source of information um, in this regard is written by Thomas R. Horn. Tom, a lot of people just know him as Tom Horn. It's titled Shadowland, and a brief description on Amazon for the book yields this. Shadowland soberly and frighteningly exposes occult influences hidden, especially within Washington's deep state and modern culture. From Jeffrey Epstein to the Clintons, from Obama and Biden to the occult elite, Dr. Thomas Horne uncovers terrifying realities behind today's polarizing culture war, and the energies energies operating behind the contest for dominance over values, beliefs, and religious practices. Tom Horan writes some real interesting and good stuff. should look into it and read it if you get a chance. Okay, this one I prayed about, and I mean I prayed hard about this one because I could not see where this would fit in. I did not see it coming at all. It hit me like um, like I was standing on a railroad track and a train came along and just knocked me over. Um, the next phrase is Arab Arabkir Joint Medical Center. And I'm thinking to myself, what does... First of all, it sounded like it was Islamic by Arab Arabkir. Or maybe it's Arabkir or something like that. Um, uh, and you'll see why I say that in a minute. But... Um, joint medical center. Okay. And I start to out with, okay, now this is a conjecture on my part, but please hear me out. That's all I ask that you do. Hear me out. We know that back in March and April in New York city and in Los Angeles, two of the U S Navy's medical ships docked to help with the COVID-19 workload. As far as we know, neither ship received a COVID-19 patient or many patients at all. Um, At the same time, there were rumors of underground wars going on around America, especially in Los Angeles and New York, where pedophiles were being rounded up and killed and children were being rescued. And we're not talking about just regular children. We're talking about children that are third-generation slaves, have never seen the light of day, have been raised for the purpose of sex uh, trade and the harvesting of their organs. Okay? Okay. I wanted I didn't write that in here, but I wanted to stress that. Um, at the same time, there were rumors of underground wars going on around America where pedophiles were being killed and children were being rescued. Rumors were, and I think they're quite substantiated rumors that Franklin Graham's tent hospital city called Samaritan's Purse, um, which was set up in Central Park uh, in New York, was was put there to attend to the rescued children or rescue child victims after which these children were loaded on the hospital ships as they um, were in the Los Angeles area too. So in New York and Los Angeles. Okay. You remember that the ships were there for a while and they just left. Okay. Um, They tried to get us to think that maybe uh, one or two COVID victims went onto the ship or one or two went into the tent city. That was never substantiated. Okay. Never, ever substantiated. So, Um, with this in mind, we have not heard of any of these children arriving at any children's hospitals in the United States, which are all over the place. So good ones would be St. Jude's Shriners, uh, up in um, Portland here. Um, there, there's no record of any of these children, um, being taken to any of these places in the United States. And, you know, why would that be? Well, you know, if they showed up and, And some of them were supposedly um, deformed and malformed. Uh, Questions would start to be asked. And if questions were asked, then uh, it might have ignited something that will ignite someday, but doesn't need to ignite right now. That being a war against, uh, uh, I mean, a more drastic war against pedophilia and against uh, child slave sex and uh, child trafficking. Um, So... um, so, nowhere in the United States or even North America are these kids showing up. Now, um, research uh, of Akbar, excuse me, Arab Kir Joint Medical Center, it's, it's a large children's hospital uh, facility in the nation of Armenia, of all places. Um, when you research their site, you will see that they are involved in just about every disease, deformity, and abnormality that can manifest in children. Okay, think about that. Okay, and I got a list here. Um, I went to their website, and I got a list of all the things that they do. And I'm going to read off each and everything, because I think you need to hear it. Um, Now, remember, we're talking about children that probably have never seen the light of day. Um, So they're going to suffer from things due to that. Um, They've probably been experimented on. They've probably had organs removed. They've probably been had their blood let so much that they were almost dead, um, which would probably give them heart problems and brain problems and everything else. Um, so you would need a place that could take care of multiple different um, abnormalities, multiple different um, clinical issues that might arise from children that have been subject to such things as these children were subject to. Okay. And it's, now here's a list of products and services. Okay. Biochemical laboratory examination. Okay. Every hospital has that. Clinical laboratory services. Colpo- coloscopy. Um, which, if you're over 50, you've experienced most likely. Um, Dop- Doppler sonography, ultrasound of limb vessels. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Electroencephalo, uh, EEG, let's just say that, electroencephalography. I'm sorry, I used to be really good at medical terminology, but that's kind of waned over the years. Um, Also, kidney biopsy, urinary calculus analysis, in other words, kidney stones, which a lot of kids would probably have because they're malnourished and they're not getting the fluids that they're supposed to get. Urodynamic examination, meaning everything from the kidneys all the way down to the ure- uh, urethra. Um, ultradynamic examination, x-ray. Uh, then it goes into treatment methods. Endoscopic surgery, genital organ surgery, hemodialysis, kidney renal surgery, kidney transplantations, uh Kinesiotherapy, which is therapeutic um, physical training, manual therapy, medical treatment of teeth, neonatal surgery, pediatric surgery, peritoneal dialysis, physiotherapy, uh, treatment of diseases. Um, And I'm I'm about two-thirds of the way through, so bear with me. Uh, Treatment of uh, andrologic diseases, andrologists, excuse me. Androlysis services, uh, treatment of children's allergic diseases, pediatric allergic services, treatment of children's nervous system diseases, pediatric neurologists, neuropathologist services, uh, treatment of children's skin diseases, pediatric dermatologist services, treatment of um, children's various diseases, pediatrician services, uh, treatment of gynecological diseases, chlorophyll, gyno- gynecologist services, treatment of hormonal disorders, endocrine diseases, endocrinologist services, treatment of infantile autism. Boy, you think people are going to be messed up after being born, you know, maybe through incestuous, um ways um, or through um, having different things injected into them to produce more blood or produce more adrenochrome. Um, going to cause autism. Treatment of infantile epilepsy, treatment of injuries, uh, traumatologist services, treatment of kidney diseases, nephrologist services, treatment of locomotor system diseases, which is orthopedic neurologist or uh, neuropathologist services, uh, treatment of oral or dental diseases, dental services, treatment of orthopedic diseases, orthopedic services, treatment of reproductive system diseases, treatment of spinal diseases for um, and I'm not even going to try to say that word, services, uh, treatment of tooth diseases, treatment of urologic diseases, urologist services, rehabilitation of children with mental and physical problems. That is probably going to be the, the biggest deal right there. And this place is in Armenia. Now, above, like I said, is a screenshot of the services provided by the Children's Hospital in Armenia. Other children might have been repatriated to their countries of origin where anonymity can be assured. And could it be that Donald Trump works something out with the Armenian government to care for the children that have been and are still being rescued from pedophile networks? Many born as pedophilia slaves who might number two or three generations of children or and or young adults that have never known a normal kind of life. Think of it for a while. It starts to make sense. Why would he send them to Armenia? A little obscure country. Um, I don't even know where you would describe it. It's it's in Asia. It's not in South Asia. It's just south of uh, the Soviet Union. uh, Excuse me. South of Russia. uh, Next to Georgia and Azerbaijan. um, Right next to Mount Ararat where Noah's Ark landed. Isn't that uncanny? Um, So uh, think about it just think about it real carefully. Why, why all the secrecy, why no COVID patients allowed in these tents or on the ships? And why are the ships taking off all of a sudden? Um, like they were in a, on a mission to go somewhere. Um, these hospital ships usually aren't, uh, called upon very often to do very much. Uh, they usually on war scenes and stuff like that at war scenes. And there's a number of them too. These are just two out of quite a few, but, um, Anyway, uh, something's going on. Something's rotten in Denmark or maybe something's blessed in the United States because these people are being, these scoundrels are being rounded up and killed in some cases um, who are committing this against children. And, boy, if you really want to tick God off, you hurt kids. Um, He has a special place in his heart for kids, so much so that he wants me and you to be like kids because he knows kids are honest and kids... Kids will speak their hearts, and kids aren't afraid, you know. um, Kids have a simple faith, and that's what he wants us to have. Maybe that'll happen someday. Okay, now the next phrase that comes up is the pillar of villainism. Now, a pillar is something that holds up a structure, of course, whether it be physical or even a societal structure. Villianism is an adverb most often uh, used in a sentence to describe a crime or a thing that is generally not accepted by society, uh, committed by a person or a group of people that are villains. A villain is a deliberate scoundrel or a criminal. In other words, they try to be criminals. That's a villain. Uh, you probably remember if you were a kid and you watched cartoons, Snidely Whiplash would always tie the young gal to the railroad tracks, and Dudley Do Right would have to come save her. I'll save you, Nell. Remember? Um yeah, it's me living in the past. Sorry. Um a villain is a deliberate scoundrel or a criminal. Therefore, I do believe that this phrase of numerological um likeness is describing the arch enemy of Trump and americanism, namely George Soros, there are others. Uh the phrase is given uh giving is giving the name of the uh, person that is funding all the problems that Trump has to face and all the hurdles that he has to stride over to get anything accomplished, and I mean anything. Furthermore, Soros has said that he is an enemy of Trump and has vowed to unseat him, and he's vowed to take down the United States of America, too. Um, May it happen to him before he does it to us. That's all i got to say. But um, he's not the only ones. There's the Rockefellers, there's the Illuminati, there's the secret societies. Um, They're all... um, villains and and um, someday they will receive their due. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. OK, the next phrase is all can be explained through the smoke. <clears throat> this is obviously the term that shows us that if we take our attention off of the smoke, that the leftists are providing to obscure our vis- vision of reality. We will see that they're up to what the, excuse me, we'll see what they're up to. And um, we will see that Trump is draining the swamp, as promised, although um, it's an involved process that cannot occur in quick fashion. Simply put, if the mainstream media is trying to focus your attention straight ahead, look to the left, look to the right, and look behind you, okay? If any of those scoundrels is telling you anything, you know, that they, they tell you to jump, don't jump. <laughs> you know, do the opposite of what they tell you to do. Um, In addition, smoke colors can often identify identify the nature nature of a fire. Now here in Oregon, uh, you know, if you see a smoke plume and it's um, like a a dark white or a gray, it's usually a vegetation fire. Um, If it's black or brown, it's usually a structure or an oil fire. Just like you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears, you can discern a crisis by the color of the smoke, metaphorically speaking. Now, the next phrase is bomb threats, V-O-I-P, and that usually means voice over Internet presence. Simply put, there have been people that have been jailed for using different programs, um, secret programs and programs to um, hide their identity, to call in bomb threats to the White House while trying to disguise their identity. So that's, that's a no-brainer. Now, the next one that kind of comes up is, is kind of interesting, too, because it makes you wonder about Trump and if it's speaking about him or what he's doing. And the term is the soul destroyer. <clears throat> now, at first, like I said, this numerical equal had me a bit concerned. Um, we think of the word soul as designating a person's life. And that—that uh, that is one of the meanings. However, if one searches the Webster's 1828 dictionary, which I highly recommend because the English language has been bastardized so badly over the last 200 years, that if you want to learn real English, go to Webster's 1828 and, and at least look and see if it's there before you, you try to use any, any kind of uh, dictionary. Um, again, it was written in 1828, so it's not going to have anything modern, but it will have a lot of things that uh, will really surprise you. Um, now, if you look at the 1828 dictionary, Webster's, um, it's possible to see how words have become bastardized over the last 200 years soul in the 1828 has 15 different meanings, okay? Modern dictionary, I think it has three. Uh, With that in mind, the, the word soul in this phrase could, aside from human life, stand for the understanding of something or a vital principle or the animation of a people or a unit or internal power or an active power or the spirit of a principle or an idea and other things also. That was just a few of the 15. Now taking this into account, the term soul destroyer and the original intent of the word soul could mean that Trump will destroy certain ideals of evil, the spirit of evil thought, the power behind an evil intent, the animation of perpetuity of the T-State, uh, I murdered that word. <laughs> Sorry. A uh, destruction of an active power of the deep state. It can mean one or any number of such of those elements as well as the lives of the traders that are involved in the deep state. Okay. So, again, you see a word. Go back to to the 1828 and you're going to really find a lot of surprises. And you're going to find out that you didn't learn a lot in school. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> Pardon me. Another phrase that came up was, I love honey. And right away I thought of Winnie the Pooh. Um, one of the names that Donald Trump has had thrust upon him is the honey badger. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but there are people that call him the honey badger. And if you type it into YouTube, there's, there's quite an interesting and almost a funny um, video about him being a honey badger and what honey badgers do. He's referred to this name because honey badgers are fearless. They can take hundreds of stings. Well, they go for honey, right? They take hundreds of stings in order to eat honey from beehives, and they walk away like nothing detrimental has occurred. It speaks of his ferocity and his ability to take a hit, take hit after hit uh, without much effect, okay? A lot of times, as a matter of fact, it looks like he's enjoying these different press conferences and... Making fools out of these um, these reporters from CNN and Wall, well, not the Wall Street Journal. Um, uh, anyway, he he does he um, he takes pleasure in it. He really does. Um, anyway, the next phrase is "How long, O oh Lord?" Now that's a question asked by many a godly man in many different circumstances. In a metaphorical sense, it's probably a question that's being asked by Trump's adversaries, although they addressed the a different lord, namely Beelzebub, the lord of the flies. Um, that is, um, I imagine, especially true of Obama, who many times is photographed with a fly on his face. You ever see that? There must be 20 or 30 photographs, different photographs, with Obama that has a fly on his face. And the thing is, he doesn't realize it's there. That's what's really freaky. Well, you know what? If you're their Lord, maybe uh, they're drawn to you. Makes you wonder, huh? Okay, the next phrase is give attendance, kingdom of God. This sounds like a plea for help. It also sounds like an, evoca- an evocation from, uh, for the kingdom of God to enter its presence into our current society. It reminds me of King David's prayer to Yahweh, um, for Yahweh to give ear to his word and consider his meditation. How does it say, hearken unto the sound of my voice, my King and my God? For unto thee do I pray, my voice shout out here in the morning, O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. So um, it's okay to invoke the Lord for help. And I think if we do it more often, our lives would be a lot better. Now, the next phrase that comes up is called, is actually, it's Adam fell from wealth. And right away, I don't know why, but right away I went in and looked at Adam Schiff to see um, what, his, um, what his wealth is and if he, you know, if he ever lost his shirt in the market or whatever, and that doesn't appear to have happened. Um, but after doing some exhaustive research using all sorts of variations of the numeric equivalent, I could uh, find nothing bringing Donald Trump clarity with this statement. I did, however, pray about it and, and feel I was shown a valuable insight. Um, When we look at the first family, meaning Adam and Eve, or Chava, in Hebrew it's Chava, we see that they were blessed beyond beyond comprehension. I really don't think that we can comprehend what the pre-flood world was like, especially the world in the garden before the fall. Their reality was probably much more glorious than any of us can imagine. They were constantly given food, and if conditions were right, they didn't need any clothing, which we know they didn't before they fell. And they probably didn't need any shelter because they lived in a perfect harmony and with a perfect environment, and and with uh, Yahweh, giving them everything they wanted and needed. In a sense, they were spoiled. You could look at it that way. Anyway, uh, they experienced in a sense in a sense wealth beyond compare, wanting for nothing. And isn't that what we all want? To want for nothing. Um, they did, however, listen to Lucifer, who told them that they could have more. And they fell for the lie, and they fell from that wealth that they had. Donald John Trump, on the other hand, hand hand-built an empire from very little. Now, yeah, there's some people that say he had some help from his father and stuff like that, but still it wasn't much. Um, And he was basically the antithesis of Adam and Eve, or Adam and Chabah. He's been known to show charity to many people, doing things like paying off mortgages of people who helped his driver to change a flat tire. That was one instance, the flat tire on his limousine. Um, he's helped out um, uh, widows and he's helped out um, women whose husbands have left them you know, high and dry and everything else. He's a very generous man. He knows what uh, a meager living is. He, in fact, donates his paycheck every quarter to his charitable cause or to a government cause or something, expecting nothing in return. And one of the major reasons why so many in government despise him is because he came in wealthy, doesn't mind giving away his wealth, and he cannot be bought, unlike the vermin in Washington and in the state governments. Yeah, if you're an honest man, they don't like you. Okay. Now, here's one that's okay. Bear with me because this is going to be hard to explain. Um, the word is Vindamiatrix. V I N D E M I A T R I X. I'll give you, let's do, uh, I can't do the Jeopardy song. I can't whistle on this thing, but um, okay. So the Jeopardy song's over. Okay. What's the answer? I didn't know either. The answer is this is a star located in a constellation Virgo. Virgo is the constellation that's associated with the virgin, meaning the virgin that would bring forth Messiah or Messiah. This star is defined as, so it's called Epsilon Virginis, a Virginis abbreviate, abbreviated Epsilon Ver or Epsilon or Ever uh, formerly named Vindimiatrix is a star in the zodiac constellation of Virgo. The apparent uh, visual magnitude of the star is plus 2.8, making it the third brightest member of Virgo. Based upon parallax measurements made during the Hipparchus mission, uh, Vindimiatrix lies at a distance of about 109.6 light years, or 33.6 parsecs from the sun, give or take a half a light year. Now, given the fact that Vindiametric is the third brightest star in a symbol associated with the kingdom of heaven and the king of kings that became incarnate, has some interesting points. Some would like to say that George Washington was part of the Illuminati or a mason or that at best a a deist, you know, a person that believed that there was a God. I think they call him agnostics nowadays. Just doesn't give him a name because he can't really identify with him. But um, now I don't like. You know, I see these things with George Washington dressed up in Masonic clothing and, you know, anybody, any artist can draw anything they want to and make it look real. So I really don't know what to think about that. But I don't like to make snap judgments on the words of others without having a chance to find out from someone what they represent or or what they believe. So um, for the sake of argument, I have to hope that Washington had some sort of relationship with Yahweh even if it was only one that would get him into heaven by the skin of his teeth. And no, his teeth were not uh, wood. That's, uh, um, if he did have wooden teeth, it was only for a while. But um, actually, um, I did some study into this, and he actually had uh, dentures made out of the teeth of slaves that uh, he paid for their teeth, actually, and um, had dentures made out of them. So um, there's a fact-finding tour that you probably didn't think you were going to go on. And now Washington would probably be the brightest star because he was the first leader of the United States and thus uh, the founding father. The next brightest star would probably be Abraham Lincoln, who would have said was a believer in Yahweh, Yeshua, or Jesus, um, our Lord, and a devout one at that. And you can argue that all you want. I'm not going to believe you. I do believe the man had a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, Messiah, or Jesus Christ. Uh, he preserved the Union through a horrible civil war in in our new civil war, which is raging now, although it's, it's turning from a cold war into a hot war. Uh, there's Donald Trump who's fighting a deep state and the Illuminati for the preservation of our constitutional republic, thus the third brightest star in the nation that was founded on the principle of principles of Yahweh. God willing may he succeed like his two predecessors. Now, the next phrase is OPEC did September 11. Now, it's too bad that uh, punctuation can't be used when calculating Gematria. If it could be used, there might be a question mark after the this, this numeric equivalent, like OPEC did September 11? Okay. Um, I say this because there are... Uh, Many, including myself, that believe that 9/11, 2001, was an inside job. Yes, it was a group of Muslim men that crashed into the twin towers, but uh, whether they used passenger planes, military planes, or whatever kind of planes is debatable. Some argue quite convincingly that the planes were, in reality, holograms, and that the explosives brought the, and that explosives brought down the towers, which too could have been done by extremists from the OPEC countries. It's been accepted that the Bush family was involved and that George H.W. Bush was directly involved um, so that the country would become a police state and, and submit to the Illuminati plan to take over the world through subservience. Maybe this is why there is growing evidence that aside from being implicated in the JFK assassination, George H.W. Bush was put to death by legal lethal injection two years ago around that time. And that Bush and that the Bushes in general have been placed supposedly on a list of unsealed indictments or sealed indictments, excuse me, awaiting arrest for trial. Um, in any case, it, it cannot be denied that Big Oil was was involved and that uh, you talk about Big Oil, you're talking to Bushes and that the major players from the Arab countries were not touched or punished. I don't know if you remember, but um, I think the very same day that 9-11 happened, Bush um, granted the. Uh, a Saudi family permission to leave the country, ASAP. Um, and there's some speculation that some of that family was uh, the bin Laden family. Um, it also could explain how Islam was given the chance to advance so quickly in American society. and less than 10 years after 9-11 occurred, people stupidly, and I mean stupid, stupid, stupidly, elected an openly Islamic president. Will Americans ever learn? I'm sorry, but if your middle name is Hussein, you're a Muslim. Unless you've converted afterwards and um, you just didn't give up the name. Um, this is another story. But um, anyway, the next word that comes up is the word galvanized. And I'm looking, we're about two-thirds through, so I'm hoping we can get this done tonight at a decent hour. It's almost 1230 here on the Pacific Coast. The next day. So the word is galvanized. Now the definition of galvanized where people are concerned is when they are shocked or forced into action because of the action of another. The word applies to the entire presidency of president Trump. As a matter of fact, there are underlying causes for the galvanizing. Of course, Trump has promised the American people that he would drain the swamp of the corrupt politicians, which has galvanized those corrupt politicians to attempt every trick in the book to charge Trump legally or illegally with false charges that have never worked, and bringing him down or throwing him out of office. Um, Now, oh, okay, so we go into another word. That's something i got to fix here, but that's okay. The next uh, phrase is host body of the dragon Satan. Now, again, I read this, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, Is he the Antichrist? Um, Again, I was a little concerned that the title might be referring to the person of Donald Trump. Um, So I prayed. And uh, through prayer and common sense, it brought me to this vein of thought. Uh, First, let's look at uh, the term host body. Okay. That term implies that there's a parasitical host that is looking for a body to feed off of or live off of. The key word is body. A body, can be an indiv- a body can be an individual or it can be a body of people united in a purpose or a goal. Just like the term host body could mean one person, it could stand for a body of legislators that are united against Trump and or against the people that they are supposed to represent. You have to look at who is, accomplished, at who is accomplishing the will of Satan. okay. The Bible says, and rightfully so, that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and those are the words of Yeshua, and you can't get a higher authority. Uh, The deep state is the epitome of what the Bible classifies as the mission of Satan. The deep state has been stealing from the American government and people for decades, if not for the whole history of the nation. Those who oppose the deep state are often found dead from odd accidents and or suicide even though they are now in the habit of stating that they are not suicidal. Um, a lot of people are doing that now uh, because they know that if what they're coming out with is uh, has a potential of getting them killed. And um, they come out and say, hey, I'm not suicidal. And then when they declare it a suicide, there's a suspicion cast upon um, the death. Finally, the, uh, the deep state does not deny anymore that they are intent on destroying the traditional foundation of government, that, uh, nation, that our nation has been built on and has withstood so many attempts at destruction for so many years. Um, above, we saw what happened. What appears to be Trump's destiny to kill all the witches, right? Uh, the witches, or shall we say, the occultists, the satanists, the luciferians, are the witches that infest our nation, the parasites. Trump is the dragon slayer, not the dragon host. Okay, the next phrase that came up is BitPay system. You've heard of Bitcoin, I'm sure. And there are probably 150 other coins that are out there that are doing the same thing, but not as successful as BitPay or Bitcoin. Uh, But the BitPay is a system also known as crypto coinage. This form of payment and exchange has taken off considerably during Trump's presidency. It did before, but especially now. It's an alternative payment method that's growing every day as more people see the uncertainty of fiat currency printed by private banks that run nation states. Now, in July of 2019, President Trump criticized Bitcoin crypto assets. He said their value is highly volatile and they're not considered as money. He further wrote, I am not a fan of Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrencies, which are not money and whose value is highly volatile and based on thin air. Unregulated crypto assets can facilitate unlawful behavior, including drug trade and other illegal activities. And I cited the source there. You'd have to read the document to get it. I'm not going to do that on the air. Okay, now it's been pretty well established that Donald Trump has been successful in his plans to merge the Federal Reserve with the United States Treasury. That has profound implications, by the way. It means that um, he's the Federal Reserve Chairman, basically, even if it looks like um, the Federal Reserve still has is still its own entity. It's not. It's also been established that Trump will someday soon uh, replace the United States will soon place the United States back on a gold standard, uh, backing a gold dollar and eliminate the Federal Reserve altogether. Having done this, he could forgive all debt owed to the Federal Reserve and restart the economy fresh and clean. Just think of it, folks. You know, everybody's like, oh, he's spending trillions of dollars for COVID. He's spending billions of dollars for this. Well, with one pen stroke, he can just forgive it all and it's done with. So anyway, um, Alex Lawn is another name that comes up. Lawn like, you know, you mow the lawn. Um, Alex is a scientist that proposes that government and red tape be left out of science and that something called citizen science be furthered in scientific research, which I really agree with to a certain degree. Um, And what I mean by that is that, you know, it's, uh, if they're agreeing with real science, then I agree with it. If it's junk science, then it's garbage. But anyway, Um, Whether Trump is for or against citizen science remains to be seen. It it appears that he is um, wearied by Big Pharma, as illustrated by the fact that he's pressing for less expensive medication costs and Big Pharma is fighting against Trump tooth and nail. So uh, Trump may be in favor of some ways uh, towards citizen science. Uh, Like I mentioned early on, uh, Trump has made uh, comments about new technologies coming forth, that will revolutionize transportation, making a the statement there's a day coming when the only thing that oil will be used for is a lubricant. Very interesting. Very interesting. And big pharma has it in for Trump. Um, uh, they're the ones that are trying to develop a vaccine that, uh, for a supposed virus COVID-19 that can be cured with, uh, two pills that have been around for decades. Um, Okay, another name, <clears throat> Howard Schmidt. This gets a little involved. Um, it's interesting that Schmidt, you know, he's, Schmidt died in 2017, has no direct link to Donald Trump that I could find. Uh, he did work for the Obama administration as someone who instituted a higher degree of cybersecurity at the White House and retired from the position in 2012 after serving that position for upwards of four years. The only connection that he might have had with Trump is it may be possible that he's holding the position that he did for Obama in cybersecurity. He may have been influential holding that position. Um, And this is a long stretch, folks. Uh, He might have been responsible for advising Obama on how to destroy any evidence that would tie Hillary Clinton with the debacle in Benghazi, where her emails were concerned, thus tampering with evidence in an investigation. But let me say again, this is just speculation, okay? Now, it should also be noted that Schmidt operated a business with a man named Tom Ridge. Name sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, if it does sound familiar, it's because Tom Ridge was the congressman in days past. A little history of him. Uh, Thomas uh, Joseph Ridge was born August 26, 1945. And an Amer- He's an American politician and an author who served as the assistant to the president for Homeland Security from 2001 to 2003, and the first United States Secretary of Homeland Security from 2003 to 2005, starting to remember him now? Prior to this, Ridge was a member of the United States House of Representatives from 1983 to 1985, and the 43rd governor of Pennsylvania from 1995 to 2001. He is a member of the Republican Party, yeah, right. Yeah, rhino party. Ridge is what's commonly known as a never-Trumper. Basically a Republican that broke with party lines and vowed to never support Donald Trump. Both men are highly critical of each other. (laughs) Highly critical. Um, In July of 2020, Ridge criticized President Trump for saying in June that vote by mail uh, leads to widespread voter fraud, responding that it is not a threat and that voters need a safe way to cast a ballot in the 2020 election amid the covid-19 pandemic ridge also said that it was sad that the president wants to quash the legitimacy of the election in response to ridge's comments the rnc said lawsuits by democrats to strip ballot safeguards are an attempt to delegitimize the election ridge is co-chair of votesafe a bipartisan Anytime Republicans get mixed up with Democrats, watch out, folks. Ridge is a co-chair of VoteSafe, a bipartisan group that promotes safe voting by mail and in person. You can't serve two masters. Um, Also, in July of 2020, Ridge slammed his former department for sending in federal agents to detain rioters allegedly committing federal crimes. In Portland, Oregon, after more than 50 days of protests and riots there, he also said during an interview with radio radio host Michael Smirkonish, I think that's how it said, that it would be a cold day in hell before he would uh, consent to an uninvited unilateral intervention in one of his cities in Pennsylvania. The White House cited federal uh, cited federal law to support the use of federal law enforcement. Trump later slammed Ridge on Twitter, calling him a failed rhino meaning Republican in name only, and saying he loved watching pathetic never-Trumpers squirm. (laughs) Okay. Um, I find the fact that Ridge worked with Schmidt in business together and that Schmidt worked for Obama as well as George W. Bush, another never-Trumper. I found that sort of interesting, so much so that I have to question the validity of both persons, In addition, Ridge's criticism of Trump sending federal police into Portland to put down an armed insurrection further confirms that he is a rhino, Republican in name only, and it may be possible that if Schmidt did interfere in the Clinton investigation, Ridge probably knew about it and may have participated in impeding the investigation in some manner. Possible. Think about it. Uh, The next phrase is stand by you. This is a phrase that Donald Trump has turned into a campaign promise that he will stand by the common hardworking American to fight against the deep state swamp that wants to turn the nation over into into international interests. Over to international interests. Okay, the next phrase is a wasp nest. Okay, now what the heck does that have to do with anything, right? In January of 2020, a wannabe news source called Nation of Change announced the following, Trump smashes a hornet's nest with a giant club, opens the door to a massive regional war. That was the headline. It was obvious that the rag, meaning the newspaper or whatever they call themselves, um, was t- was taking Trump to task for killing one of Iran's major terrorism planners, generals, Qasem Soleimani. Claiming that this action would cause a regional war and that all sorts of hell would be coming upon the world because of this action. Their dire prophecies never played out. For those who will try to quash this by saying that hornets are not wasps, uh, you need to do a little little research because hornets are basically large wasps. And I've never figured out how to say the plural of wasp, right? So I say wasps. Um It's probably just wasp, like deer is deer and, you know, sheep are sheep. Um, The next phrase is kind of interesting because it's I-X space X-I space M-M-X-I-X. Now, these are Roman numerals that equate out to 9-11-2019. It was the day that Trump made a memorial speech about the tragic day back in 2001, 9-11-2001 but also a rousing proclamation that he would not back down when terrorists strike. What I found interesting is that reading many reports, there were the usual mainstream media reports of the speech where the fake newscasters were questioning and calling for fact checkers and, um, and, and, infamous, and the infamous CNN said that Trump was acting like a megalomaniac at the event, uh, like anyone with one active neuron listens to CNN anymore, right? Okay. Uh, the next uh, phrase is give it up for God. This is one of those times when you wish you could remember something that happened and you and you you know that it was said, but you can't put it to which speech it was said at. Uh, there was a speech where Trump was talking about Something that um, happened, um, I believe he mentioned God, and when the audience started to applaud, Trump said, give it up for God, referring to the, to the applause. Okay, so it was said, and the number equivalent for that phrase equals Donald John Trump. Okay, now the next one is Sun Diving Comet. On August 15, 2019, a comet known as a Kruitz sungrazer Uh, drove directly into our sun. From what my research has shown, this is not an uncommon thing. A cruise sun grazer is a comet that is thought to have broken off of a larger comet long ago, and quite a few of them are known. On that day, Trump was in New Hampshire at a rally denouncing the call for gun control, but called for control of dangerous people who are roaming the streets. He also made comments about how his election stopped the economy from crashing, um, and it has is, it is only gained since he was elected. I mean, he's, there's been a couple of downs, but it always comes right back up. And how, if he isn't reelected, the bad policies of the Democrats might cause a market crash. On the day that the comma took a dive into the sun, Trump warns of, warned of your 401k taking a dive if he isn't reelected. His record on such predictions have been pretty accurate so far, so take that with a the way you would. Um, And we're getting real close to the end. Um, Another phrase, there's two more phrases. The first one is the Great War. Now, whether you want to admit it or not, this country is involved in a civil war. There's been a Cold War so far, but it's heating up. It's quite possible that before this next election, a hot civil war could break out, or perhaps just after the election, no matter who wins. Okay. And you thought other wars are great. This is going to be a great war. Um, Not that it's going to be a beautiful thing, but it's going to be a gigantic war. Because nobody's going to know who's fighting anybody. Um, The last phrase is 93 days. On August 4th uh, this year, 2020, there were only 93 days to the national election. Trump holds press conferences where he admits that everyone knows um, they are conflicting reports about COVID-19, the cause, the spread, the death toll, and what works in treating it. He calls some of the experts foolish and alludes that uh, all the confusion is causing himself and many Americans to wonder if the experts know what they're talking about. And that happened 93 days before the election on August 4th. Okay, now let's go into real quick into a name entomology. Um, as an interesting note, I've included a name etymology for Donald John Trump. Um, I believe that to some degree people live out their destiny by what they're named at birth. And that names are, for the most part, no accident. Below is a result of what I found for Donald John Trump. Now the name Donald, it's actually a surname, but it's used as a first name in many countries. Um from 13th century Scottish, um, and there are different ways to say it. Duffnald, Duffunald, probably from Gaelic, uh, Domhal, Old Irish, uh, Domal, pr- pronounced uh, Dovnal. Um, from Proto Celtic, uh, Dubnovalos, and it means might, uh, world mighty ruler of the world. <laughs> from uh, Wallace ruler. From um, anyway, that's basically um, what the meaning is. World mighty ruler of the world, and um, it seems to suggest that uh, it's not just the surface of the world, but um, from the very depths of the world to to the um, sky's the limit, so to speak. Uh, the name John is a masculine name. It's a proper name, Middle English, um, also for spelled J-O-N, J-A-N, from the mid-12th century, uh, from the old French, Jan, Jean, Jihan, uh, modern French, Jean, um, from medieval Latin, Johannes, an alteration of late Latin, Johannes, from Greek, Johannes, uh, from Hebrew, Yohanan, a uh, longer form of Yohanan, Said to mean literally, Jehovah has favored, or Yah is gracious. Um, And from the Hanan part, he was gracious. So, um, and then trump means, uh, for the noun, it means trumpet. It's uh, from circa 1300 from the old French trompe, or long tube like musical wind instrument. 12th century uh, cognate with uh, provincial tromba, Italian tromba all probably from the German source compared to old high German "trumpa," old Norse trumba or trumpet, and imitative origin. Now as a verb, it means to surpass, beat, surpass or beat uh, from the 1580s from "trump," uh, the noun related trumped or trumping. Um, When we put all these meanings into a sentence, it would make the leftists quake in their boots. Um, if that's possible, because they're wearing jack boots and they, they tie up pretty high, um, because it appears that he was anointed to take them out. And if you take the, all the, the uh, definitions of the words of his three his three names, um, it means the mighty ruler of the world whom Yahweh has favored through his grace will sound a trumpet to surpass or beat God's enemies. So that ends our study of the name, donald john trump both from a name entomology and from the gematria in hebrew so um i hope that you have enjoyed this i've enjoyed it a heck of a lot um i enjoyed putting it together and um as i do most of the gematria studies that i do and i hope that um that you're blessed Um, again, don't forget tomorrow night, we're going to be doing a reflection of what we heard last week, a, um, kind of debriefing of what Jonathan Gray taught us and, um, try to make some sense of it all. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Don't get me wrong, but we want to be able to, um, put it all together and, uh, for ourselves and for you, if you haven't already. So anyway, um, with that in mind, I want to say God bless, um, and from um, very hot and muggy, 90-degree weather with a, almost 100-degree humidity today, uh, very unusual for Western Oregon, um, I'm signing off at uh, quarter to one in the morning. So uh, be blessed, and uh, may, may Yahweh just uh, give you all the desires of your heart as long as they are um, within the realm of his will for your life. Amen and amen.